Welcome to Men Alive, a biblical journey to help us conform to the image of Jesus Christ. I'm your host, Paul Estabrook. Our teacher is my longtime friend, Dr. Jim Cunningham, consultant in adult education, director of Go Teach Global, and author of the book, Men Alive. Jim, in our series on the Beatitudes, in number six, Jesus says, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. How can a man be pure in heart, living in a world with so much impurity? Good question. What kind of world are we in? Are we like Noah, living just before God destroyed the earth with the flood? Are we like Lot, living in licentious Sodom and Gomorrah before its destruction? Are we like Joseph, living in idolatrous Egypt? Are we like Daniel, living in pagan Babylon? Or are we like Paul, serving God in a decadent Roman society? The Bible tells of many godly men who lived in the midst of a pagan, ungodly culture. Is there a difference between being pure in heart and being holy? Men perhaps understand purity easier than holiness. We like to buy pure products. I love pure honey, not diluted honey, where they feed cornstarch syrup to the bees to produce honey faster. I remember on our trips to China, we were told the atheistic communist government liked Christian farmers because they didn't put rocks in the bottom of their rice bags or inject extra water in their watermelons with a hypodermic needle. Their products were pure, no tampering by deceit. That's a good example of being pure in heart, doing the right thing, even if there is a loss or a cost or ridicule for being a Christ follower. Men today are engaging in horrendously impure and evil behavior. Pornography is the most researched link on the internet. Sex trafficking is epidemic. Homosexuality is a pandemic in virtually every country. Paul, read Revelation chapter 22, 14 to 15 for us. John is writing the last chapter in the Bible describing heaven. He says, Blessed are those who do his commandments that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter through the gates into the city. But outside are dogs and sorcerers and sexually immoral and murderers and idolaters and whoever loves and practices a lie. In reverse, this beatitude is saying, those who are not pure in heart do not see God. The prophet Jeremiah told the people, the heart is deceitfully wicked. Who can know it? Then he added that the intent of men's heart is to do evil continually. He describes the men of Israel by saying they are like lusty stallions, each one neighing after his neighbor's wife. Women who have been sexually mistreated by a man tend to view men in general with less respect. The more severe the abuse by the man, like being raped or committing adultery, the more likely the woman is to have less respect for men especially men in positions of power or authority. A man who fails to be pure in heart with women, whether his mother, sister, wife, daughter, niece, cousin, or next-door neighbor, affects how that woman relates to men in the future, even if the man is innocent of any intent to harm her. Jim, our fathers were the first male to model for us how to both love and respect a woman. 
That woman happens to be our mothers. Both of our fathers shared 50-plus year marriages with a purity in their relationship with our mothers that bypassed the sequence of abuse and adultery ending in divorce. We were blessed, Paul. In reality, you and I both had to choose to be pure in heart, to preserve our 50-plus year marriages, yours to Diane and mine to Rita. Obeying Christ's commandments and following His Beatitudes are a choice, one that each generation must make. I remember the first trip I took with you to China back in 1989, the year of the Tiananmen Square Massacre. I remember it well. That was the year we visited Fanny and Charlie in their little one-room apartment. They'd lived in the same tiny flat for 57 years. In this room, they raised four sons. Fanny cooked in the hallway, and the family shared a toilet at the end of the hall with other families on that floor. During the Cultural Revolution, Fanny experienced and survived profound persecution for her faith in Jesus Christ. Chairman Mao ordered everyone to place a banner in their home that said, Mao is the head of this house. And they bowed their head at every meal and thanked Mao for their food. Fanny created a banner in her home that said, in English, Christ is the head of this home. And the words Christ, head, and home were in large red capital letters. In the year 2000, some 11 years later, Rita and I were in China. Fanny and Charlie had both gone to heaven but I wanted Rita to see where they used to live. We met their youngest son named Paul. He had inherited his parents' flat, bought the room next door, and joined the two rooms. He also upgraded the new flat with air conditioning, a refrigerator, and a toilet. I asked Paul's 21-year-old son, Jimmy, if he remembered the sign on his grandparents' wall. His response was polite but curt. I do not share my grandmother's faith. The first-generation parents were committed, persecuted Christians. The second-generation children were indifferent, secular materialists. And the third-generation grandchildren were active, professing agnostics. That's how fast we can lose our Christian heritage. In the book of 1 Samuel, Eli was the spiritual leader of Israel. Yet it says in the second chapter, the sons of Eli were worthless men who did not know the Lord. Verse 12, one could say they were good for nothing, worthless, but the Bible also indicates that they were bullies. When someone brought meat for a sacrifice, they would say, give it to me now, and if not, I will take it by force. Verse 16, scripture says they despise the offering of the Lord. Verse 17, and lay with the women who served at the tent of meeting. Verse 22, this means they were arrogant, promiscuous, and disobedient. Then scripture says in verse 25, they would not listen to the voice of their father. Then God told Samuel in a vision, I am about to judge Eli's house forever for the iniquity which he knew because his sons brought a curse on themselves and he did not rebuke them. You are listening to Men Alive with Dr. Jim Cunningham. You can receive a free PDF of our new devotional book, Live the Jesus Way, by sending Dr. Jim an email at menaliveuntogod at gmail.com. That's menaliveuntogod at gmail.com. Our topic today is the sixth beatitude of Jesus. 
Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Jim, every man listening today likely has that same question. How can we be pure in heart? Notice that Jesus did not start with this beatitude. His teaching order is significant. The men listening to Jesus lived with the religious Jews called Pharisees. They tended to be legalists to the core. Pharisees would likely have said, Blessed are those who keep the rules, for they will be pure, and then be worthy to see God. Jesus did not say that. He gave his listeners a new set of nine beatitudes of grace to replace the Ten Commandments of Law given by Moses. I know someone will say, but Jim, there are only nine Beatitudes and there were ten commandments. True, but after teaching the nine Beatitudes, Jesus later said, Now I am giving you a new commandment. Love each other just as I have loved you. You should love one another. That was his tenth Beatitude. Jesus is teaching his disciples a simple process. If you learn how to be poor in spirit, to be humble, to mourn, to hunger and thirst after righteousness, and to be merciful, it moves you closer to being pure in heart. Proverbs 4.23 says, Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. What's the significance of purity being associated with heart? The heart is deceitfully wicked and must be guarded. Our enemy attacks through what we see with our eyes and what we listen to with our ears. The prophet Malachi said that when a husband and a wife become one, they join together in body and spirit. And what does God want from that union? Godly children. So guard your heart. Remain loyal to the wife of your youth. James says, God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. So humble yourselves before God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come close to God and God will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts for your loyalty is divided between God and the world. Paul told the Philippians, Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Our enemy, Satan, tries to influence our mind by seducing our sinful nature through external forces to think of things that are not true, not honorable, not right, not pure, not lovely, not of good repute, not excellent, not worthy of praise. Satan can manipulate and even possess the forces of evil under his control to be a servant of sin. These pawns or minions under his control try to discourage or influence any man seeking to be obedient to God and purify his heart. Our adversary knows in every man there's a starving dog called carnal nature begging us to feed him. Satan's goal? Feed the dog. He has two main gates of access to the dog we call pride. The eye gate and the ear gate. Whatever contrary data he can get through the gate is bound to produce havoc, conflict, and disruption for the indwelling Holy Spirit. Whether it's a plunging neckline on the secretary, a juicy piece of gossip, lyrics of a song that would make grandma roll over in her grave, a wounded ego, 
or a shot of praise. There are uncountable ways to feed the dog. Rita and I have often said, as we changed channels or even turned off the television, would we let a house guest sit in our living room and say or do what we just heard that person say or do on television? If the answer is no, the program's turned off. Pure in heart is based on a love for God that wants to please Him more than get our own way. As Jesus prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane, If it's possible, Father, let this cup pass. Not my will, but thy will be done. That's our prayer for each man today. There you have it, men. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Remember to order your free PDF copy of our new offer, Live the Jesus Way, Following and Living the Teaching of Our Master. Request it at menaliveuntogod at gmail.com. That's menaliveuntogod at gmail.com. Men Alive is a production of Go Teach Global. Visit our website at goteachglobal.com. Until next time, I'm your host, Paul Estabrooks, on behalf of Dr. Jim Cunningham, encouraging you to become men alive, transformed into the image of Jesus Christ.